Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, the birthday suit. Aldo brings the case against his partner, Sean. They decided to plan trips for each other's birthdays, but make each destination a surprise. The secrecy is making Aldo anxious, and now he wants to know where they're going. Should Sean reveal their itinerary, or must Aldo wait for his birthday surprise? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman the courtroom. Happy birthday to you, 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 happy birthday to you. Jesse, swear him in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he has decreed that in his enormous estate, all employees will consider all days to be his birthday? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Happy birthday, Sean. Happy birthday, Aldo. Well, thank you, Judge. Thank you. And what do you say to me? Uh, every day is happy birthday. Happy birthday Thank to you. you too. Happy birthday, yes. bailiff Jesse. Happy birthday, uh, <laughs> guest producer uh, Monty Belmonte here in the studios of WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts. Happy birthday to you, Judge John Hodge. Thank you so much. For an immediate summary judgment in your favor, Aldo or Sean, can you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom? Uh, that would have been the happy birthday song. I say Mary had a little lamb. Uh. No, you are both wrong, <laughs> strangely. And to my great relief, you are wrong. That was, uh, that was Happy Birthday uh-huh. to You, sung over and over again to the tune of what, Monty? Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, or the Mozart composed melody that is Ba Ba Black Sheep and also the Alphabet Song. Thank you very much. I was thinking the Alphabet Song, but thank you very much. It is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star originally. And Ba Ba Black Sheep. Y- yes, we all know about Ba Ba okay. Black Sheep as well. Easy there, easy there. Hot on the mic. Out on the mic, <laughs> guest producer Belmonte. Now, why did I sing it to the tune? Why did I sing Happy Birthday to the tune of the Alphabet Song? You may wonder, Sean or Aldo, any guesses? Um, probably due to copyright infringement. Exactly so. Patty and Mildred J. Hill were the sisters who wrote Happy Birthday to You. Uh, while it is under dispute to some degree, most people huh. treat it as though it is under copyright and royalties are still paid to it, and I do not want to pay those royalties. Do you, gentlemen? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> that is why whenever I sing happy birthday in any of my chain restaurants, oh, hodge my hands, a good time place for drinking, I make my employees sing happy birthday, the tune of the alphabet song or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star by Wolfgang <laughs> Amadeus Mozart. So you both lose, but you are both happy people because you get to go on vacations all the time. Is that not true? Yes, it's true. It All is right. true. We've made a very concerted effort to do that. Well, good for you. Take me with you. <laughs> we will next time. All right. Well, we'll see. Aldo? As long as Sean tells me where we're going. <laughs> All right. So, Aldo, you bring this case against Sean, who is your life partner. Yes. Are you, right. are, you, uh, are you a married couple or a couple? Uh, we're a couple. All it's- right. Not legal here in California at this time. Ah, yes. We're hoping, we're hoping that that will change very quickly. Where are you in California? We live in Long Beach, California, Long just Beach, south of California. L.A. Yes, I've, I've been there. Yeah, so you must be following the Supreme Court very closely because as of the week of this recording, they were hearing uh, arguments uh, with regard to the constitutionality of Proposition 8. Is that not so? That yes. is absolutely well, true. Well, fingers crossed that they make the right decision. Yes, but until then... You are a non-married but committed couple of how many years? Uh, It'll be 10 this August. All right. Now, Aldo, you have a problem with Sean. Explain it to (laughs) me very, very briefly. We had made the decision to uh, surprise each other with locations um, for our 40th birthdays. Sean turned 40 this past February. I'm turning 40 this coming January. And... We had decided that for Sean, it, everything would be a surprise. He wouldn't find out where we were going until we got to the airport. Um, and everything else along the way was was new to him. And he had no idea where we were going or what we were doing. Um, a couple of months ago, Sean and I were having a discussion that although that would work for him, it wouldn't work for me 
in that I would uh, I would still like him to plan where we were going and where we were staying, but I did I would rather know as soon as he cemented those plans so that I can start doing my research on where um, we'll be going so that I can, uh, you know, know which books to read or... Because right. uh, you need to control every aspect of your life and hate spontaneity. That's, that's <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> I had a feeling. So let me make sure I understand this. You guys, uh, you guys are both around 40 years old. Sean turned 40 last year. You took him on a trip this... for his birthday, and you did not reveal anything about the trip until... What you got back home? You, <laughs> you took you took him on the, you took him on the trip, but he had a burlap sack over his head the entire time and was disoriented. That's kind of what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think the TSA would allow something like that. Like they wouldn't want you uh, to walk walk your lover through <laughs> security wearing a, a sack on his head. No, no. We, we contemplated that. But you know what I recommend? Go go to smaller airports. They'll let you get away with a lot more. Smaller <laughs> airports, commuter airports. All right. So where did you go? Where did you go on this secret trip? Uh, Sean, Sean, do you even remember? I remember all of it like it was yesterday. And in fact, it just occurred about a month ago. So you showed up at, at the airport? Showed up at the airport and got in line to head to Hanoi, Vietnam. You're going to Hanoi! Did someone yell that? <laughs> when you're like, where am I going? Like it was a big game show? It was, it was, it was sort of like that. So you went to Vietnam, which I understand is lovely. You had a great time. Yes. And, and it was um, followed up with a trip to my favorite city on the planet right now, which is Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, well. But the, the biggest, most awesome surprise of this entire thing is that Aldo cavorted with two of my college friends. And, and they actually surprised me by showing up at our house before we all left for the trip. Did they, you say that Aldo, excuse me, did you say that Aldo cavorted with two of your college friends? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you meant to say? You mean he conspired with two of your college friends to get oh, them yes. there? Conspires oh, probably a better choice than words. Yeah, <laughs> especially when going to Bangkok. Oh, uh, true, very true. Yeah, no, I, I, um, Aldo, did you cavort with these friends or conspire? I conspired with them. All right. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, this was a, a delightful experience for you. Very happy all around. It was absolutely incredible for me. I couldn't have imagined a better way to turn forty. Well, you might have just stayed at home with your family and friends like me. May I presume that you, uh, that you guys uh, are both employed? Yes. Right. May I presume that, uh, that you have no dependents other than each other? No dependents. Okay. Not unless you uh, consider three adopted chihuahuas. Oh, must be nice. Now, I have it here in the court documents that, Sean, that you frequently travel without knowing where you're going or what you're going to do. Is that correct? <laughs> Actually, this is the first time that we've ever taken a trip quite like this. Okay, so Aldo, when you wrote into this court saying that Sean loves to travel without making any preparations ahead of time, were you lying? No, what I meant by that was that, you know, we decide where we're going, but I'm in charge of um, booking the airfare and picking the hotels Mm -hmm. and and then doing all the research and reading all the books. He never really reads a word about anywhere where we're going and he kind of lets me be the tour guide. And has this always been the case in your life, Sean? I I don't know that this has necessarily always been the case. That you get in my life, that you get I, that you get the people who care about in your life to do all the work for you. Is that what happens? <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't typically like to be the cruise director, and I know that, and then I know that Aldo really enjoys that aspect mm-hmm. of life and existence, and so it sort of works out good for both of us in that regard. So now the dispute is that you want vengeance and want to kidnap Aldo to a location of your choosing without telling him where. And you want to throw a burlap sack over his head and he doesn't want a burlap sack over his head. Essentially that is accurate. All right. Before I go any further, have you picked out a destination, a secret destination for Aldo? Indeed I have. I've already arranged for the flights involved in his birthday trip in January. So this is a done deal. It's a done deal, yeah. And, and you would prefer to keep the destination a secret from Aldo, even though he doesn't want that. Why? <laughs> I would really like to keep this whole thing a secret for Aldo. And, and the reason why is because I think that it is a great way for us to both experience something a little bit uncomfortable, to like push our own personal limits. So 
just to, to backtrack slightly. That's I the only reason. Was, that's the only reason that I uh, take vacations and go on luxury trips <laughs> to Asia. <laughs> I, I really, I really think that it's important for partners to experience new things together and to and to to challenge to each other. Challenge, yeah, and right. grow and and become better better people in the end. And like the like know, the way Aldo challenged you to crack a book for once in your life and learn about where you were going. <laughs> oh no, 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 that's not what happened. He actually did exactly what you wanted. He he did it, he did precisely what you wanted, which was to not not ha- not let you worry about it at all. Right, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, he didn't challenge you, did he? Unless there's no, something I- intrinsic to the. To the destination, which was a challenge, or it was a place that you wanted to go to. It was absolutely a place right. that I wanted to go to, and he that didn't, was he didn't like. He, and there's no offense to Columbus, Ohio, but he didn't like say "Happy birthday." Here's your plane ticket, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and and if that were it's time occur, for you. It's I, time for you to engage with the American experience. I, I would have been slightly disappointed if we ended up in Columbus, Ohio. What you don't like Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> I grew up in around the Cleveland area. Oh, okay. So you are an Ohioan. Yes, I <laughs> well, am then, an Ohioan. Then, then you have you have rights to defecate all over Columbus. <laughs> well, excellent. <laughs> because that city is a know. feces hole, right? <laughs> the next time I visit, I'll be sure to do so. <laughs> no, I've I've been to Columbus, Ohio, a, a, a strangely large number of times, and I always have a terrific time there visiting with the uh, with the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Oh, yes, indeed. I've always enjoyed myself in uh, in that city, and that is exactly the reason why I named it the capital of post-apocalyptic America in my book, That Is All. <laughs> so don't get all, all angry at me, Ohioans. But he didn't challenge you to go to a place that you didn't like. No, he, he did He challenged not. you to go to a but place that he knew that you would like. Yes, we, he, he did know very well that I would like this trip an awful lot. So I guess what this comes down to before I can hear any more arguments and then make my ruling is this are you guys in the same room yes we are all right aldo leave the room okay (laughs) all right so where where do you want to take him because this comes down to whether or not i'm going to reveal this or not if i if i tell you he'll find out how do you know that he's going to find out He'll be listening to the podcast. Certainly, he will be. Just to give you an example, no, I'll order him not to listen to it. When are you going to go? First, uh, when are you going to go? You already bought the tickets. We, I already bought the tickets. We're we're going to a we're going to Hong Kong and Macau and Singapore. Mm, and I'm coming with you. <laughs> I'll book another seat. That's please. That sounds like a good trip. Yeah. What about two people. seats? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll go. Yeah, three seats. Three uh, seats. Just book one extra seat, and the two of you don't go. Me and Hodgman and Monty will go. <laughs> well, you guys probably have you probably have commissioned a private jet, right? Uh, and, and no, we're far we're far from that, Judge. All right. all right, I'm sorry that I'm presuming that you guys have all the money in the world. Hong Kong, Macau, and Singapore. Right. Yes. And when are you leaving? Uh, we will leave uh, the middle of January, January 18th, I believe. Oh, of next year. Of next year, yes. Oh, younger, a younger man. <laughs> By one calendar year. All right. Not too bad. I will make sure that your information is kept secret depending on my final ruling. But before we hear any more arguments and before we ask Aldo back into the room, uh, Jesse, would you please ring the pledge drive gong? Certainly, sir. Because we have a few words to say about the Max Fun Pledge Drive. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. 
And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Aldo, while you are out of the room, presumably wearing a pair of earmuffs and hiding under a blanket so you would not hear, Sean revealed to me the destination of your secret mystery trip. I have it Which is? Wait a minute. I have it written down here. Columbus, Ohio. Columbus. Oh you're going to Ohio. Um, and, now, I, um, and now I need to hear from you why I, or rather, why I should order Sean to reveal his delightful surprise to you. Why do you want to open your present before the day go well we had agreed to this a couple of months ago before we left for his trip that this is how it would be he would make the plans and and cement all the locations and hotels and then uh, is he really cementing he all know. the locations 
Well, he kind hey, of he's paving them it. all over. He's paved paradise to put up a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you are, so you're saying that you agreed before traveling to Vietnam. Yeah, Sean agreed to let me know after he made the plans and, and decided where we were going for my birthday. Is that so, um, Sean? Did you make that agreement? I don't recall making that agreement, <laughs> Judge. And and I'm sure that I may have entertained the idea, but I'm not. Did not sign on a dotted line. Aldo? Yes. Did he verbally agree to reveal to you the location of the trip he was planning? Yes, he did. So do you, when he says that he does not recall, is it your contention that he is a liar? <laughs> or no, the, I... Just old. He just has a bad memory to begin with. Yeah, so. well, he's an older man. He's 40 years old. I know. He's a year older than I am. Yeah, you're not going to be 40 for a long time. you got a lot of living to do. A lot of living to do. I don't know why you're hanging around this old man. I don't know. Because he's taking me to on vacations. <laughs> Sean, yes. is Aldo lying when he says that you, you made that agreement, or do you honestly don't remember? I honestly don't recall <laughs> agreeing to that. I'm gonna, I do recall I'm going to, I'm going to order, so order that an agreement was made because you obviously are elderly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at what point did, did uh, Sean go back on his agreement? When did he reveal to you that he was not going to reveal to you? Well, after we got back from uh, his trip, he had um, made the airfare uh, reservations, and then he told me that he had done so, but he was not going to let me know where we were going. He wanted me to find out the, uh, in the, the same way that he did. Yeah. And did you, did you say to him, why did you change your mind? No. No, I didn't. I said, I'm going to take you to court. <laughs> Oh, is that I do, quick? I do. I do think that that's how it actually unfolded. Just. Oh, all right. And is it that is it that you don't trust Sean to make these arrangements because throughout your entire relationship you are the only one who has made travel arrangements and you are afraid that he thinks getting airplane tickets <laughs> means writing numbers down on the backs of receipts that he gets from the dime store. <laughs> No, absolutely not. I really, we kind of uh, like similar locations and, and types of accommodations. So I trust his judgment on that level. Um, the main reason that I want to know where we're going is so that I could um, do some research and read books about where we're going and, and, um, and you know, look up calendars for events to see if there's anything fun happening at the time. You don't trust that, Sean, have you done any research into the, this uh, mystery location? <laughs> I, I absolutely have, and I have been doing a lot of reading and a lot of research and looking up calendars for various events, and I'm actually very much looking forward to making this uh, an experience that speaks directly to Aldo's soul. Tell me the truth. You looked at half a Wikipedia page for this place and then said, I got it? <laughs> I have not gone to Wikipedia, <laughs> in fact. Are you a competent travel planner, Sean, even though... You may be a little rusty because you haven't had to do it for 10 years. Cause... I feel like I am competent. I would also agree that I am a little rusty, which is also one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to this, because it, it, it challenges me to do a little bit something new. And Aldo, I kind of like that part. Aldo, do you want to do research or do you just want to double check Sean's work because you don't believe he's competent? No, no. I, I think one of the um, pieces of evidence that I submitted was a photo of my um, travel books that, you know, I have a lot of travel books, so I've kind of collected them over the years. So I really absolutely enjoy reading about the locations prior to going there. You could have gotten uh, those books. You could have gotten those books. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see a picture of you reading them. <laughs> I do see a lot. Of, I do see a lot of pictures of, of you guys living it up on this birthday trip. <laughs> From last year, what are you trying to do? Make me angry? <laughs> I want to go to Vietnam. I want to check out these places. I would highly recommend it. Oh, would you? Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here's the two of you, two handsome young guys, sitting in business class, drinking uh, 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 mimosas out of actual crystal and toasting <laughs> the camera as if basically to say, here's to you, Judge John Hodgman, you dummy. <laughs> Is that what you were doing in this picture? No, we were floored to be in business class. I don't have any idea how that happened. Aldo did not have a hand in that. It's the first time we've ever flown business class, and we were really, 
really <laughs> surprised. Is that how it goes for you when you go on these burlap sack travel trips? You're like, yeah, can I just sit here? Yes. Okay. Thanks. Aldo, how'd you get into business class? How'd you work that? I, I, I didn't work it at all. Like we had actually checked in and this is our connecting flight in uh, Seoul. Uh-huh. And as soon as we gave our tickets to the, the um, airline, the stewardess, uh, to go on to the plane, they said, oh, I'm sorry, your seats have been changed. And then they ended up directing us to the front of the plane. Uh, nice so. stuff just happens to you guys. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. It was an incredible surprise, that particular portion. And, and perhaps someone was, was responsible, but we don't know who that was. Nobody has claimed responsibility. Aldo, why can't you just relax this one time? And trust Sean <laughs> to plan something fun for you. What's I, the worst that could I happen? Mean, it, tell me, no, it, honestly, it, tell me what's the worst that could happen if you show up at the airport not knowing where you're going. I won't know what there is to do where we're going. Judge, I will tell you what's the worst that can happen from my perspective <laughs> is that by the time we get to around October <laughs> or November, Although we'll be a completely insane homosexual in this house. I don't have to live with a man who's on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Because he can't, he can't get his hands on the information and he's freaking out. He's going to be anxious about not knowing where he's going. Yeah, I, I am genuinely concerned. It'll happen before October. <laughs> if I were to reveal the destination... Would Aldo attempt to micromanage this trip to the point that you would be very that's frustrated, an, Sean? That's an interesting question, Judge. And Yeah, I asked I, it for that reason. Yeah, I, I think that he actually might still allow me to coordinate the agenda, the general agenda, but I am certain that he would micromanage the details. Would you feel that it was less of a gift if Aldo took over management of this trip to Columbus, Ohio? Since I'm under oath and I'm required to tell the truth, Please. I do think that it would it would be a better gift for Aldo if he knew where we were going. And I can't believe that I said oh, that out loud, wow. but I want him... I was incredibly impressed with him to keep the secret from me for an entire year before we took our trip. And that, is, that, was, that was completely out of character for Aldo. If he buys me a Christmas gift in September, he gives it to me in September. Right. <laughs> he, he can't handle the surprise and the, and the waiting and the, and the discovery. So he kept my trip a secret, and I found he was capable of doing that. So I think that he's capable of being very spontaneous and... And enjoying the ride. And you, and, you, and you want to be able to keep that secret as well to prove that you can do it so that your birthday gift to him can actually be all about you. Is that correct? That would be, that's a fair assessment, yes. That's a fair assessment. Thank you. Now, I only have one more question. Sean, would you please leave the room? Certainly. <laughs> okay, he's gone. Is he really gone? Yes. Hang on. I'm going to use my spy camera. <laughs> Hang on, let me direct my drone over your apartment. Yeah, okay, he's gone. All right, you want to know where you're going? A hundred dollars, I'll tell you right now. This court is corrupt. Okay. I'll make a donation to Maximum Fun. Oh, it is the Max Fun pledge drive, is it not? Uh-huh. I'll expect your hundred dollars no matter what. But oh, I have not yet decided what to rule. But here's my question: What are you getting Sean for Christmas this year? Oh, I haven't thought of that yet. What, what do you think? What do you think it should be? Uh, What'd you get him for Christmas last year in last September? Uh, I didn't get him anything. We went we went to Vegas for. Um, oh, a few days. you too. <laughs> they thought about getting a fourth Chihuahua, but it just seemed excessive. <laughs> oh, Honestly, I would want, I like would to travel to- so much, but I don't get to go on trips all the time because I have human children that I cannot oh, put in a kennel anymore. <laughs> And I like to travel with my human children, but that makes it prohibitively expensive a lot of the time. Anyway, uh, you don't remember? So your gift to him last year was a was a trip to Vegas? Yeah, I mean, we both decided that we wouldn't get each other uh, any Christmas presents, that we would just spend money on each other in Vegas. He wanted a, a nice, fancy dinner. And did you and did you tell him where, where you went? Did he ever learn what hotel he was staying at? Uh, when we were planning the Vegas trip? Yeah. Yes. All right. 
this is the only time that we've been doing like surprise trips for our 40th. How did this come up? Just out of curiosity, the surprise trip business. He says that we both agreed to it like a year and a half ago, maybe. Oh, but Um, now you don't remember? I don't remember that. But I have a better memory than he does. So I don't think that it. I think I've heard. I think I've heard everything I need to make the okay. decision. I'm going into my chambers. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stay in your chambers. You leave the room. <laughs> Both of you leave the room. Get a snack. Come back in five minutes. Okay. Oh no! Wait, no, no, because Jesse needs to talk to Sean and Aldo. We can't just talk to each other. Would you please ask uh, Sean to return? Okay, I'll get it. And I, meanwhile, am going to go into the right, secret room in your apartment where I'm broadcasting this from. Please rise. As Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom and heads for the panic room. So, Aldo, what are you worried about? Uh, it's not that I'm worried so much. I just, I, I get really uh, a lot of enjoyment out of planning the trips. And I like reading about where we're going and, um, and learning about traditions and, uh, and history about the location. So it's part of the vacation for me is, is reading about the places that we're going. Sean, why are you punishing your partner? <laughs> I would like to think of it not as punishing. I would like to think of it as just enjoying a new aspect of how you can approach travel and being spontaneous and and just letting the world unfold before you as it may. It's it's kind of it's kind of an exciting way to to go somewhere. <laughs> Sean, how do you feel about your chances in the case? I felt a little bit better about it coming into it, but now I sort of feel like a jerk. <laughs> Aldo, what if Sean got you some of the travel books that you could experience at the airport and on the plane to where you were going? Ooh, the peacemaker. Uh, you know, that, that has been suggested. However, I kind of am a cover-to-cover type of reader, so that wouldn't allow me enough time to read. What if it were a long flight to Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> I, I, I think I could probably do one book. It depends on the length of the uh, flight. If it were an audio version of the book so that you could hear it while you had the burlap sack on your head, would that be appropriate? <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be helpful. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll return when Judge John Hodgman returns. Attention, listeners. This is Judge John Hodgman with a secret message from Chambers. I should be thinking about this case right now, but I'm mostly thinking about the Max Fun pledge drive. You know, Jesse was saying something earlier on that made a lot of sense to me. I listen to all these Max Fun shows. I listen to uh, Jordan Jesse Go, My Brother, My Brother and Me, Throwing Shade, uh, International Waters, all the great shows. And I would pay money for any one of them. And I never do because they just come to my computer for free. So what we're asking you to do with this pledge drive is to pay what you think they're worth after the fact, after you've already gotten them. And then you also get more stuff. Headphones. <laughs> it's a pretty good. Deal. I hear you over there, Jesse. You're listening in, right? Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I was really appreciating the sympathetic message you were sharing with our audience about the Max Fund Drive. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of sympathy for these people because uh, I've met Max Fund listeners uh, over the several years now that I've had the pleasure to be a member of the Max Fund podcasting family. I've gone to the Max Fund cons. Uh, I've met the people who uh, who listen to the shows and love the shows and engage with the shows all across the country. And you know what I've noticed about all of them, Jesse? What's that? They're not deadbeats. <laughs> <laughs> These are people who know what's know what's worth a little bit of their hard earned scratch. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I say that as a joke, but it's it's meaningful to me that the Max Fund listeners tend to be really engaged and and really thoughtful. And they know what they like, and they are willing to pay what they think it's worth. And they can do that very easily. If you haven't, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Not only will we be contributing to the not inconsiderable expenses of running essentially this free media empire for you, but also you'll get a chance to receive some fantastic thank you gifts from us, such as... Any level that you donate at, you'll get access to our big archive of donor-only shows. There's two episodes of Judge John Hodgman, hours and hours of Jordan, Jesse, Go, tons of our other programs. At $10 a month, you get our special branded earbuds. $20 a month, you get the Intimate Sensations Pack, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
$35 a month. You join Judge John Hodgman's Justice Squad and you get rocket chip engraved rocks glasses. So uh, anytime, Judge Hodgman, that you are in chambers, uh, perhaps when we're clearing the docket, you, the listener at home, can pour your favorite adult beverage into your rocks glasses and relax along with us. Now, what if I am someone who is doing okay? I've got some discretionary income to spend. Maybe I'm the kind of person who plans a big around-the-world trip to Vietnam, and I want to donate a little bit more. Is that welcome? Absolutely. We have this new thing uh, at the $100 a month level, which is, as it always has been, the Jesse's Golden Eagles level. Um, and it's membership in something that we're calling the Inner Circle. It's a culture club that is, uh, th- that is curated by Max Fun Talent. So every month when you're a $100 a month donor, in your mailbox or, or your digital inbox, you will get a piece of culture chosen specifically for you uh, by one of the folks at Max Fun, be it Judge Hodgman, uh, me, Jordan, uh, the folks from Throwing Shade, Nate DeMeo from the Memory Palace. Let me, let me, I give, I give you a hundred dollars a month and you guys are going to send me books and movies and DVDs that you picked and, and downloadable and physical content of stuff that you love. That's not only an amazing thing, that would be an amazing gift to give to someone else. Would it not? Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a really wonderful thing. And um, it's a really it's a really special way of saying that that you care about the stuff that we're doing. And because I'm 41 years old, I don't know what young humans are listening to these days. This will help me be a part of culture. I'm going to help you out, Judge Hodgman. Um, put me down for that. I'm serious. Hey, I'm put put me I, down right now for that. I want it. You're down. You're in. Good. One Good. other level I want to mention is. Wait a minute. How do I, how do you put me down for that? Where do I go to a place? Yeah, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. It's that easy. It's, that is pretty easy, but I'm just going to let you take care of it because I'm the host of the show. Yeah, fair enough. This is an amazing, this is an amazing thing, but I, I really want to emphasize, we really love people who donate at any level. Like the important right. distinction, as far as I'm concerned, is somebody who does this and somebody who spends a great portion of his days uh, sweating over spreadsheets and writing paychecks um, is the, not the difference between someone who gives $200 a month and someone who gives $35 a month, but the difference between someone who gives and someone who doesn't. So if you think that this show and, and the other shows at MaximumFun.org are worth supporting, it's easy to do. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And what's important is that you actually do that, you know, get up off your rear Go to the computer, sit down, type in a credit card number. It's easy. And then for the rest of the year, you'll know every time you listen to our shows that you're part of what made that happen. Now, the MaximumFun.org slash donate page is always up. And you are always welcome. And we would be very grateful if you were to donate throughout the year. But what Jesse is saying is that through this pledge drive, you have access to so much more. Challenge grants, thank you gifts, and basically the feeling of pitching in and helping at a time uh, when Maximum Fun is really counting on you. And so if you want to give money at any point during the year, this is the time when your money is going to go the furthest, both for Max Fun and for you. MaximumFun.org slash donate. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. So first of all, I'm incredibly uh, jealous of you dudes because uh, I love travel. Travel is one of the greatest things you can do. It slows down time, and therefore you die more slowly, which is what you think about when you reach the age of 40. (laughs) Travel is also, uh, I love traveling with my children because it is an intense experience that you get to uh, see through uh, their eyes, and it also slows down time and uh, allows you to enjoy uh, your children and see their point of view on the world and share the world that you like with them. And so it is my first ruling that you, whatever your next trip is, you should take my children <laughs> and allow my wife and I to go to, go to Vietnam. I've, Just or, drop them off. Josh. Yeah, or maybe consider opening a, a, a like a you know like a semester at sea style traveling private school for just my children. <laughs> Yeah, so I will. So I'll just drop them off. Um, I'm I'm not going to tell you their names because it's none of your business. 
uh, but you will be able to recognize them because they're going to be wearing full face masks. Oh, excellent. We'll be looking forward to yeah. that. Uh, but so here's the thing. Like, one of the things that's so interesting about travel is that you cannot plan for it any more than you can plan for uh, a, a relationship. You know, a, a relationship, a long-term relationship like travel is more about surrender than it is about control. Because no matter how much preparation you do, how many clear plans you make, how many rules you put down, you have to surrender to the ebb and flow. You give yourself up. Unlike a relationship, travel without planning, right, can result in you being uh, jailed uh, in a foreign country with malaria. Actually, that's true about marriage as well. No, I think of it. I'm sorry. That is also true about long-term relationships. But, but the point is, with you guys, you have, you have one person who enjoys sort of surrendering to uh, another person's control. And you have one person who just wants to control. <laughs> and the issue of this case is, is this trip, is this birthday trip going to be a challenge to the birthday boy in this case, an exercise in self-growth? Or is it going to be an indulgence, like uh, giving Aldo precisely what he wants? Like, is it going to be a, a birthday where you give, a, you give him a birthday cake that's delicious? Or you give him like uh, a carob cookie? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So I, I've sought to determine in this whether Aldo requires you know, requires a challenge uh, to, to give, to, to let go a little bit and allow you, Sean, to guide his life in a way. And I, and I think that he does require that challenge to some degree. I think that, I think that it is clear that he is already beginning to panic <laughs> about not knowing where he is going. And, I, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I, and I take seriously your assessment that as the date grows closer, he's going to become even more panicky. But I've also been asking questions, seeking to determine whether or not he is just, in fact, a grown-up who knows what he wants. And I think he's that as well. And the key thing is that you, Sean, are 40. You're an elderly person, forgetful or whatever. <laughs> and you may be forgetting that this trip is not just a trip that you can use to gaslight your loving partner <laughs> and make him feel anxious and laugh at him. <laughs> It is also his birthday, present, mm -hmm. his precious. <laughs> it is also his 40th birthday present. And when you are 40, as everyone in this virtual room knows, except for young bailiff Jesse Thorne. Oh, you're not 40? I'm also not 40. Guest producer uh, Belmonte? Yeah, but I, I recuse myself. Yeah, you recuse yourself out of this room. I don't even want to see you anymore. <laughs> Because that's the choice that I can make now that I'm 41 years old. When you turn 40, you are, this is when you are a grown-up and you are allowed to know what you want because your life is ending. Time is short. You don't, have to you don't have to put up with the stuff that you used to put up with before. You can choose your friends. You don't have to do dumb stuff that you don't feel like doing. It's a time for you to start being selfish. And what other people want should no longer matter to you, especially on your birthday. So here's the thing. I could see in Aldo both a guy who could use the challenge of travel and therefore should not know, like use a, a surrender challenge and therefore should not know where he is going. And I also see him as a guy who is a grown-up who knows what he likes and who, especially on his birthday, should enjoy what he likes, which is manically controlling every aspect of his life. <laughs> and I am sensitive to the fact that if you give him this information, Sean, in a way, he will be opening his present early and taking away from you the present. But the thing that turned me, Sean, and I think you knew this was going to happen the moment you opened your mouth to say these words, it would be a better gift for Aldo if he did know oh, where he was going. Yeah. <laughs> and particularly when you, when you very quickly and openly and happily acknowledged that your keeping the secret was more of a present for yourself than for him. <laughs> Fair enough. It seems yes. to me to violate the generosity aspect of what a birthday present should be. I think and order and sentence you, <laughs> Sean and Aldo, to go on a different trip, preferably to somewhere in Ohio, <laughs> where Aldo truly doesn't know what is going on. 
I think that would be a valuable experience for both of you to do. But in this case, I think you are denying Aldo a basic pleasure that he takes out of travel that will be important to him and his experience of his big birthday trip. And I therefore so order you to unseal the documents and reveal right now the location. <laughs> no! Oh. And, and, okay. and I ask you to do it as though it's, you're on a game show. <laughs> because if you can't do it, I have the information right here, and I'm going to say it in a game show voice. So it's your choice. Do you want to do it, or do you want me to do it? I think that I owe it to Aldo to do it myself. You are a, in the form of a game a, show. You're a good person. Can I give him an introduction? Yes, please. Sure. Sean, tell Aldo where he's headed. Congratulations. You will be turning 40 in Macau. Oh, my God. And we're going to Hong Kong and Singapore also. Oh, my God. Well, you kind of blew it on that last part there, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're also kind of going to Hong Kong and Singapore. Well, he knew Macau would, would get my attention. Aldo, last name redacted. You're going to Macau, <laughs> Hong Kong, and Singapore. I can't sing this song because I'm like, happy birthday. It's not copyright. Uh. Actually, it kind of is. <laughs> now, Aldo, if you were truly the Judge John Hodgman guest that I hoped you would be, you would have said, oh, really? <laughs> Just to get at him. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. How are you feeling, Aldo? I feel great. This is really good. Um, now I can start reading all of my my travel books or, or ordering them. Actually, do you already have you already looked up what Macau is in the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sean, how are you feeling? I am actually happy and relieved because I I I, I do think that the judge made the correct ruling in this case. <laughs> Well, Sean, Aldo, thanks so much for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Macau, eh, Judge Hodgman? Huh, what? Uh, I was just too busy spinning my giant light-up globe and staring at it forlornly. <laughs> Does it look like your children in the same way that to a hungry man everything looks like a turkey? Well, I get to, you know what? I don't know what I'm complaining about. I get to go to a lot of places. I get to travel a lot, both by myself and with my family, for various work and non-work related funds. But I have never been, uh, I've never been to uh, Asia, and I would love to go. And I just don't see how that's going to happen anytime soon. How about, how about you? I went to India, but decided to live in Calcutta and work with Mother Teresa. So oh. that's not quite a vacation. No, but I'm sure a life-changing experience. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Three uh, kids, though. Right. Now, just to be, just to be clear, we were talking during the break. Uh, Monty Belmonte has been a guest bailiff before. In this case, he's not even a guest bailiff. He's just here at WRSI, the river in Northampton, giving a studio space because I am otherwise in Internetless Hills, Massachusetts this week. And, uh, and he's more of a, a friend of the court, an amicus brief. And that's why I am, I am now uh, referring to you from now on as amicus brief. Or amicus Belmonte. Am- Amicus- My son's name is Atticus Belmonte, so it could, it's pretty close. See, there's a difference. Uh, Monty's the kind of guy who reveals his I children's name. personal information. Would you like a social security <laughs> number as well? Maybe you could buy him a Where, ticket. Whereas I refer to my children only as Hajmina and Hajmanilla. Human children. Am- but you are now Amicus Brief Belmonte from now on. Uh, Jesse, you are always my bailiff. Oh, bailiff, my bailiff, will you please rock it on the docket? <laughs> sure. Here's something from John. My girlfriend and I have an argument about proper etiquette at casual restaurants. That is, where one orders at the counter and then has the food delivered to the table. She believes it's perfectly acceptable for someone to sit at a table and reserve it for the group while the rest of the party waits in line to order. I believe this is tantamount to cutting the line and that people should only be seated once they've ordered their food. Tantamount? Total mount is what I say. 
This dispute came to a head recently when I was forced to reserve a table for five people at a breakfast restaurant while she and her family waited in a long line. I ended up denying seats to multiple persons who had already ordered food. Needless to say, I found this rude and felt very uncomfortable. Who's right? Is it okay to have people reserve seats while the rest of their party waits? Or can you order my girlfriend to just hold her horses and wait in line like everybody else? I order your girlfriend to go to Philadelphia and try that behavior out at Jim's Steaks on South Street and see how the gruff men who run that shop deal with your girlfriend's plan. She would be yelled at and pushed out onto South Street angrily by Philadelphians. That is not cool. Table sir, it's a counter service restaurant. I think you could do that at McDonald's. I think you could do that at save seats at Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage. You know why? No one's there. This is a vast array of tables and no one's sitting down at them. I guess you could give it a try. But boy, oh boy, if someone has a complete party and they've ordered their food and they want to sit down, you can't hold that table. Right, Monty? No, you well, you could call ahead and arrange something, maybe. But yeah, that's called a we, restaurant. We actually have done this on off days with large parties where we call ahead, we commandeer the entire restaurant, and yeah. other people can show up uh, there, but they uh, all know uh, it's happening. Right. It's you, all above board. Yeah, if you make a if you make a pre-arrangement with the restaurant, that's called a reservation. Right. And that's, Whether or not they even take reservations, you may say, yeah. hey, we're thinking about doing this. You no. cool with that? No, I, I would, above I, board. I would say if you're in a popular place where you have to wait in line and tables are at a premium, you really should not do this because, A, the system only works if everyone observes the same rules. That's how they turn over those tables in a way such that if it's a long line, by the time you get to the end of the line, there probably will be a table empty unless someone is saving it against the rules. And, B, if you do save tables, the contempt you're going to feel from your fellow diners is going to ruin your digestion. But there is a third way. There's a third solution, which is don't go to places like this. <laughs> Don't go to places, don't go to counter service places, or don't go to places with long lines, particularly in cities, that serve some kind of glorified street food that got written up on a website or, you know, a foodie uh, blog or whatever, because those long lines are usually an indicator that the food is not that great. Because sometimes those places just get trendy and weird and the food is not worth going to. I like Jim Steaks in Philadelphia, but... You're not going to get a cheesesteak there after 30 minutes in line that's any better than one at a pizza or steak sandwich place two blocks away. Go and find some place to go where there isn't a huge long line. I like, You know what I like? Restaurants that take reservations because they treat you like human beings, not like cattle. Save that for the grill. So go to a place that treats you like a human being. Treat them like human beings. If you have a big party, call ahead and see if they'll maybe set a table aside for you. Maybe they'll say no. Find a place you like, spend your money there, tip furiously, and soon you'll never have a problem getting a table for five again. Here's a question from Francis. Who would win in a fight, Batman, Superman, or Yoda? I vote Batman. My husband, John, votes Yoda. My 15-year-old daughter, Mora, votes for Superman if he's hopped up on red kryptonite. And my 17-year-old daughter, Kira, doesn't want to vote right now because she's contemplating how the inclusion of Superman in the problem might affect the outcome. First of all, I didn't know that the Pope... Had a 17-year-old daughter. I guess he is a, a pope of the people and cares about uh, crazy late March, early April madness superhero brackets. So let's throw in Spider-Man so then we can do a proper bracket. So first up, Batman versus Superman. Oh, head-to-head, sure. Who do you who do you take? So Super- it's Batman versus Superman in one bracket, Spider-Man versus Yoda in the other bracket. Okay. Who, who do you take? I take um, S- Superman over Spider-Man. And I take no, 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 no. Batman. Batman. Oh, I can take Batman Superman. versus Superman. I take Superman over Batman. Incorrect. And I take Yoda over Spider-Man. Correct. Jesse, do you have, you want to weigh in? Who do you have? Wait, you think Batman could beat Superman Batman's, in a fight? Batman's beaten Superman lots of times. Look it up. You know why? I mean, Superman is overpowered beyond all of these characters to the point that he is essentially godlike in his powers, and that's why it's hard—not impossible, but hard. To write a compelling Superman story, because the dude, you can't really, you can't lay a finger on him. But he's got a major weakness, does he not? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. And what does Batman got stored in droves in the Batcave because he is, at heart, a suspicious psychopath? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Did you guys read The Dark Knight Returns? 
Batman has his own kryptonite? Of course he does. Batman is keeping... What, the Earth Batman has, that they're fighting in the Batcave. Batman is a master strategist, and he has contingencies upon contingencies. And, and Superman is a nice dude. But Batman's got a dossier on 15 different ways to beat Superman, all of which involve him kryptonite. I know that he's got that. It's Batman all the way, and I'm the judge. All right. All right, but I will agree with you on Spider-Man. What, who do you have Spider-Man versus Yoda, Jesse? I guess Yoda, because he's, he's more magical. Yeah, well, all right. He's cuter, so I'm going to go with him. Okay, two wrong ways to get to the right conclusion. No, I'm right. He is more magical. He is more and magical. he's cuter. He is more, well, look, they basically have uh, a similar agility, similar, well, Spider-Man's got more strength. Uh, martial arts and other hand-to-hand fighting prowess. Uh, I would say web shooters and uh, uh, lightsaber as your primary uh, weapon of choice. That's a wash. And then you got wall crawling, and you got uh, Yoda's limited telekinesis and telepathy. You know, I think they're pretty evenly matched, ultimately. But Spider-Man is a teenager, too young to begin the training. Yoda's got centuries of experience. Wisdom trumps, so that's Yoda. Then it comes you have to pro wisdom bias in this whole thing. Yeah, because you got to know how to fight. And if there's one thing I know about, it's knowing how to fight. <laughs> be quiet, be quiet, Monty. Be quiet, Amicus Belmonte. Sorry, or I'm gonna punch you in the cheek. Because that's my weak spot. That's your weak spot. I got a he dossier. He already knows it. I got a dossier in my bat cave. I have an, in my judge cave. Achilles cheek. Yeah. Right. So, Judge Hodgman, do we you go. think that Batman is ready for Yoda's space magic? Batman versus Yoda? Lightning round. Quick quick answer. Yoda. Jesse. Batman, I don't know. Batman is correct. Batman beats Yoda. Is, is Batman the most powerful superhero? Yeah, because because he's a psychopath. Because he is because he is essentially well, not a psychopath, a sociopath. Because Batman... There's no superhero that could beat Batman. Right. Batman is the dark side, right? Of the Force. Yeah. Batman has fully embraced the dark side. But the dark side of the Force didn't win in Star Wars. So, if Batman has fully embraced the dark side of the Force, let's say as Emperor Palpatine, Yoda, ultimately, even though he died, imbued the Jedi with the capacity to defeat the dark side. Batman versus Yoda. Equal martial arts... They both rely on gadgets. Batman's got a lot more gadgets. Yoda's got his uh, telepathy and telekinesis. No obvious kryptonite-style weaknesses. In a straight-up fight, though, advantage Batman, because Batman is a warrior who has embraced the dark side, and he plays to win. Wars and Yoda, not make one great. Yoda is a peacemaker. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why That's why he's not going to win that fight. I'm not talking about... You know, you You're just talking about straight-up street brawl. S- street brawl. Yoda couldn't even take down Count Dooku. Not totally. He didn't take down Count Dooku. He's not going to take down Batman. I'm not saying I don't love Yoda. I love Yoda. But Batman has a psychological problem. And that would give him the advantage in a fight. He is an asshole. Who do you think would win in a fight between West Coast Avengers and Alpha Flight? Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> Sub question: Name one member of Alpha Flight. I'll name all the members of Alpha Flight. <laughs> At least the original lineup, issue number one. First of all, you got Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> the Guardian, formerly known as Vindicator. You have Marina. You have Puck. You have Absolutely. Sasquatch. You have North Star, uh, who's one of the first openly gay characters in comics. You have Shaman. You have. The Canadian Pickers. Snowbird. And there's one I'm missing, which is North Star's sister. Judge John Hodgman, not using the internet for this, I vouch for this, he is going to the recesses of his mind and pulling this out with the greatest of ease. I still have that bagged bagged at home with cardboard backing. I got that one. I couldn't name all the members of West Coast Avengers, though. Who's the one I'm missing from Alpha Flight? The internet. I said Sasquatch, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I said Puck, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what his superpower was? Short and hairy. (laughs) Short Harry, he was sort of he like scares off the ladies. He was like he was like um, a diminutive Ernest Hemingway, who could do backflips. He drinks a lot. Yeah, and obviously was they were all Canadian. Alpha Flight is Canadian too. Uh, I have to go look up who was North Star's sister in Alpha Flight. I can't believe I can't remember this. His twin sister, 
All right. While I do that, Jesse, will you remind them of how to donate to Maximum Fun? I absolutely will. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate, and you'll find a listing of all the great thank you gifts. And then once you've done it, brag about it on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you very much again, Amicus Brief, Monty Belmonte, for uh, for helping us uh, get some uh, studio time here at WRSI The River in Northampton, Massachusetts. My pleasure. And may I just say before I go, every time I said, must be nice, that was an homage to Paul F. Tompkins. Once again, I realize he has infected my brain and I'm saying his lines. And I apologize, everybody. If you're listening to this, go see Paul F. Tompkins in London, April 3rd through the 13th. Look it up online, paulftompkins.com. Sorry about that, dude. And thanks to Sandra for this week's case name. If you want to name a case on a future episode of Judge John Hodgman, be sure to like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook and watch out for the case naming posts. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.